Hi, I'm Jessica, and when I'm not drinking all the coffee, watching Razorback sports, or hanging out with my family of boys, it's my passion to help elementary music teachers just like you find your unique teaching style. My goal with this podcast is to share helpful tips, strategies, and to give you the motivation you need to gain momentum in your teaching so you can continue being the music teacher rock star you already are. Well, hello again. Last time I talked about five things I'm thankful for just in general this year. And I'm coming back today to talk about five things I am thankful for about music education. And there are so many things I could put in this episode, but I narrowed it down to five that are really important to me and that aren't just general things that you, you know you would find on Google, but things that are really important to me and some personal things about why I think music education is so important. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in with number one. Okay, so first of all, music education, um, I gave a little bit about my background with starting piano in episode 27 about the five things I'm thankful for. But um, to recap, basically, I started playing piano because my first grade teacher had piano in her classroom and sparked an interest in me. And, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not saying I would have never pursued music any other way or would never have developed a passion for it somewhere else. But because at six years old, I had this spark by a teacher put into me, it kind of started the creative juices flowing and made me realize that I was interested in music. Now, at six years old, did I know I wanted to pursue music as a career? No, of course not. Did I, you know, I was busy climbing trees and being a kid, but I realized quickly that music was something I wanted to, you know, I wanted to take piano lessons and pursue music. So it basically helped open up creativity in me that I didn't even know was there. Before I started piano, I never really experienced music except through, you know, music class at school. And to be completely honest with you, I hear a lot of stories about music teachers who were inspired by their elementary music teachers. I don't really remember mine. And so um, I gave one example one time of my, um, so to preface that, I went to four different elementary schools, but I do remember my fourth and fifth grade elementary music teacher. And she was the one I talked about in another episode where she rang a bell if we were too loud or blew a whistle. Um, so don't do that. <laughs> but my earliest years of elementary school, I don't remember my music teacher so much. And so it may be because I moved elementary schools a lot, or it might also be because they just didn't leave a big impression on me. They probably were doing a great job, but maybe I just didn't connect with them so much, you know. But like middle school on, I had some amazing music teachers who, I mean, they are the ones that inspired me to want to teach music. We'll get more into that in a minute. But um, so what I was saying was I never really experienced music before, you know, except for just listening to it on the radio or dancing to it. I never took a preschool music class um, at church. You know, I sang music in children's church. But as far as formal music lessons or really learning music, piano was my first thing. Then after that, I did choir in middle school and then started band, played clarinet, um, even accompanied the middle school choir a little, some of their songs and then did that. So I was a piano accompanist and played clarinet through high school and college. Um, first year clarinet and orchestra and band in college. And then um, I decided to go on and use my love of music to inspire my students. 
And so point number one is music, you know, sharing my own experience, music helps foster creativity in kids that they may never have known was there before. I mean, that is exactly what happened to me. That was my experience. It wasn't an elementary music teacher per se, but it was my homeroom teacher who had a piano and then music was, you know, sparked an interest. And like I said, through the years, I mean, I can name several of my music teachers through middle school, high school and college who, I mean, just because I had music educators like them, they started fostering even more creativity in me that I didn't know was there. And then it made me a better musician, therefore a better music teacher when I became a music teacher. So um, you're not just teaching music um, when you teach your students. When you teach music, obviously you're teaching the objectives. It's very important that kids learn music and learn, you know, sequentially and learn through different grade levels what they need to learn. But what I mean is you're not just teaching music, you're teaching them to use their creativity. And don't just teach them music. Be open with the idea of sharing your own musical journey with your students. If you were able to get a music scholarship because of your, um, you know, passion for pursuing music because of your musical ability, share that with them. Share the fact what music has done to you, how it has inspired you, how it has brought you through, you know, don't go into super detail, but tough times, how it's helped you emotionally and everything else. And you can share those little stories with your students and it will help them to realize the importance of music that will spark an interest in them that they maybe didn't know was there before. Talk about the fact that hard practice pays off. Um, some of my students came back to me after being in middle school or high school band or choir, and I kind of got tears in my eyes because I realized that I was that teacher that my first grade teacher was to me that sparked that interest in them to pursue music. And a couple of them did end up getting music scholarships and going off to college. Now, I know they had several music teachers, you know, that came into their life along the way, but... I mean, they, they were thanking me for planting that seed in them to want to pursue music further. So you never know what seed you're planting in your students. So you just foster that creativity in them. And music education, music class is the perfect place to foster the creativity in your students. And you never know one day where that will take them. Um, you never know when... Yeah, what, where music will open the door. So I just talked about that with creativity. But you never know who's walking through your door. You never know who is going to be the next great composer, music producer, pianist, conductor, or performer. And just allowing them to, to explore create, creatively through music is so important. Because you never know. They may end up one day using it as a career. And even if they don't, just fostering that sense of creativity in them will take them far and with, you know, being able to use their brain imaginatively. Number two, music class doesn't just teach music. Now, as a music teacher, you're well aware of this. You know, let's say you have a 45-minute class period. You know how much goes in to teaching music in those class those 45 minutes. You know that it's not just simply singing songs, which... Those of you know, like a lot of people just view music classes that, right? Oh, you're just singing. You're just sitting and singing songs. Because that is kind of the old school method of teaching music, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. We've talked about that several times in this podcast is 
to each their own. You know, if that's your cup of tea, you should just have this kid sit there and sing, then fine. But what I mean is music class doesn't just teach music. Um, what I mean by that is when a child comes into the music classroom, they're experiencing cooperative learning, learning how to use language and social skills um, that they they use other places, but in music, they have to use them through various different ways. Um, you are incorporating several different learning styles and using helping kids use parts of the brain that will help facilitate learning in other subjects. And the kids are getting to use their bodies in ways they have probably never moved before. You know, they do things like go noodle now in the classroom, which I think is so awesome because that is a form of creative movement. I think the kids are getting opportunities now to move in their regular classrooms that they haven't before. So I think that's great. But so during a 45-minute class period, so much more learning is done than just music. And I'm going to, in the show notes, link to a few blog posts about uh, the benefits of learning music, but also the different learning styles and some other blog posts you can check out that dive into this further. Okay, so number three of why I think music education and why I'm thankful for it, why I think it's important, every child can learn music no matter their disability, age, religious beliefs, home environment, what neighborhood they come from what they look like, what academic areas they struggle in, or what language they speak. That's a lot, isn't it? Now, I have shared the story before that I taught in the inner city. And these are the kids who people were like, oh, they can't learn. Oh, they're so low. They can't pass the test, you know, the standardized test or whatever. I refused to believe that my students would not be able to learn. Um, Even though there had not been music at my school for seven years, I refuse to believe that these students could not learn music because they can. Every child can learn music. I had students come in my door who had autism. I had a deaf student. I had kids come in who couldn't speak. Um, they, they weren't deaf, but there was a child I had who just couldn't speak. And I don't know if he ever got diagnosed with anything, but that's okay. That's besides the point. But I had students of all different abilities. I had students who couldn't participate in certain songs because of their religious beliefs. I had several students with really tough home lives who would come to school just broken, but they came into music class and they knew they could learn music. So I just I just think it's awesome how a music class is just an equal playing field for all these kids. They come in with all this baggage and things that are just hard for them in their normal lives, and they go into music class and just feel so successful. Now, a personal story of mine is I do have an eight-year-old with autism. He's high-functioning, but he goes to resource room at school, and he goes to speech class at school, and he is very low. He's very behind, but we're working with him, and he's, he's improving. But the whole point of the story is this child, this child, my child, my son, will just sing every song he learns in music. He picks up music. We're amazed by, he will hear a song on the radio and immediately pick out the melody and start humming it, even if he can't get the words. He goes into music class and immediately starts telling me everything they learned, what he did. We'll recap from the moment he goes in from to the moment he leaves what he did in his music class from that day. And you guys, I don't hear about him talking about any other class. I never even know what he does in PE. I don't know I know what he does in art because she posts artwork on this app. Um, I only know what he does in his classroom because I communicate with his teacher on a daily basis. But music class, 
I know everything that happens in there. He immediately comes home with a smile. He feels successful. He knows he can do it. He feels like he achieved it. And watching him at a school program when he was up there dancing around and could care less who was watching him, you guys, it made me cry. Not just because it's my son, but because music reaches every child, regardless of whatever else is going on anywhere else in school or their home, it reaches them. So once students step foot through the music room, they're a part of a team, okay? And just like every, just like in other areas of, of the school day, modifications can be made in the music classroom for students who are low learners or have, you know, an IEP, <coughs> excuse me, or something along those lines, or maybe don't speak English very well. Modifications can be made. But what I think is amazing is every student hears the same songs can play the same instruments, and um, they can all, you know, participate in the same movement, body percussion, hear the same story, learn the same dances, write the same class composition, and so on and so forth. It does not matter when they step into the music room what they look like, what they sound like, what happened that morning, even in their regular classroom. They're all on an equal playing field, and they all are part of a team. And stress that to each of your class. You're part of a team in here. I don't care if you're, you know, quote unquote, not friends with the kid next to you. We're all part of a team. Okay. Which leads us right into number four. This is one of my biggies. In music class, students have to work together. Now, talking about my school, the inner city school I taught at, you guys, it wasn't just home issues. <laughs> it was at school. I was amazed at, and now this is kids. All kids get in disagreements. All kids have arguments. All kids are friends with one kid one day and the next day they're not. You all know that. But there would be legit fights, like like fist fights in elementary school. And I'm not just saying that. <laughs> and so over the littlest things, we would have kids just falling apart at the seams. But what I wanted to emphasize when they came into music is no matter what issues you have with these kids sitting next to you, we do work together, okay? And and I'm going to go in a little bit about how you can how you can achieve this. But I'm very thankful for this fact that in music class, kids can work together and they feel like whatever that's going on outside at recess, at lunchtime, in their classroom, wherever else... It's left at the door and they come into music and they work as a team. Okay, so during the regular class time, they are doing cooperative cooperative learning and working together as a team, but they're maybe sitting at a desk or a carpet. They're, they are participating in class discussion and small group instruction as well as individual instruction. But whether they like it or not, they have to work together in small groups or as a class in music to complete the objectives. Okay, so it's a little bit different. In in their classroom, they're probably paired up in small groups, you know, maybe let's talk about reading groups by their academic ability. But in music class, you probably group students together. Maybe you're just going one, two, three, four, you're in this group, one, two, three, four, you're in this group, one, two, or every you have like a rotation system, or if you're doing some kind of dance, they have to switch partners every time you do the dance anyways, so they don't even get to choose. And you're constantly choosing, you know, I always try to put kids in groups based on just maybe, you know, so they're not just with their friends each time. So they're getting to know other kids. 
And what the cooling is, is let's say for instance, I'm going to use this as an example. If they're writing raps, okay, let's say this is fifth grade, writing raps, and they're with students that they maybe normally wouldn't associate with, then they're going to find out maybe this kid that they've never had one conversation with how truly creative that child was. And they've never even had maybe a full conversation with them. But all of a sudden, they maybe start going up to that child in their regular classroom to ask for help or to just talk to them or say, hey, do you know how to write anything else? I think what you did in music was really cool, right? Or we talked about trading partners during like a folk dance, for instance. And so if they're trading partners during a folk, a folk dance, each time you hit, you know, a rhythm on a drum or something like that, they're eventually going to be paired up with someone they maybe don't want to be paired up with, but they have to work together. Okay, so they have to just learn to work together as a team and work as a partner and work as a cooperative class. And if you have some kind of reward system in your classroom, classroom management, remind your class each class, that working together means all students need to feel included and as part of a team. We do not leave anyone out in music class. Over time, you're going to see relationships grow that maybe only take place during music class because the students feel safe in your classroom. They feel like they can be themselves. They feel like they come in there and maybe that's the only class period they talk to a particular student because they feel like they can. Maybe that's their safe haven. You never know what's going on. Um, so I think that's, that's one of my favorite things about music education is when the kids come to your classroom, we've already talked about music education is for every child. When they come into your classroom, they work together as a team. And the more that they work together as a team, they feel like they're on an equal playing field and they're not, you know, grouped on academic ability, but since they're grouped together with different students each time, it really emphasizes the concept of cooperative learning and helps provide positive self-esteem to each child. So last but not least is number five. Music class introduces students to the world around them. I have touched on this before in different various blog posts, and I think I've talked about it on the podcast before too. But without music class, students may have never experienced other songs, dances, instruments from other countries and cultures, or even from their own country and culture. So I'm going to talk about it from the viewpoint of America, because I know I have several different people listening to this podcast. But so even in the country of America, you have students coming to your classroom who have only experienced music from their own small world, meaning by their world, I mean, their home, their car, their, you know, their church, their little world around them is the only place they've heard music. So they maybe have never even experienced patriotic songs, different folk songs, or other important music that's part of an elementary music curriculum. And so on top of that, you are also exposing them to music from around the world, showing them instruments, maybe on YouTube, the instruments that other cultures are using, teaching them dances, letting them listen to songs from other languages and then learn those songs in other languages, which also helps tie into language arts, right? Music ties into every subject, which is not part of number five, but it kind of is. Because when they experience the world around them, they're also experience, um, when they experience music from around the world, 
it's helping to influence them and it helps them to bring, like if they're struggling with math, for instance, when they're experiencing music from the world around them, you are maybe emphasizing music by counting rhythm or meter in every single song you do. And so that helps them in the math. You are doing music that helps them in science, social studies, language arts, math, and foreign language. So to recap number five, because I feel like I was kind of all over the place. When music class introduces students to the world around them, First of all, you're ex- you're exposing them to music from their own world. So patriotic music, you're teaching them folk dances and other music you're teaching them in the music class. Then another way you're exposing, excuse me, exposing them to the world around them, music to the world around them, is by teaching them songs from other cultures and countries, and that includes the instruments, the movement, the singing, the the culture, like what do the people wear, how do what do they eat. That kind of thing is you're teaching them, and maybe they've never experienced that before, but they're probably already learning about different cultures in their classrooms, and so that helps tie back in with that. And you're exposing them to music from the world around them by helping integrate music into other subjects. And I have so many blog posts about this, you guys, but there, it, and there's a free e-course on my website about that too, how to integrate music into other subjects. But just basically the to wrap that up, because I feel like number five has been all over the place, is basically you are giving students the opportunity to learn music that they've never experienced before. And it will help them to bring it into other subjects that they're struggling in and to the, the world around them. And they'll go home and maybe teach their parents songs they're learning. And then they'll maybe remember, you know, something they learned about a culture and be like, oh, yeah, wait, I remember this culture eats this. And their teacher's like, how do you know that? Oh, I learned it in music. And then the teacher looks at him like, wait, I thought you just sang in there. Back to the first point I made in this podcast episode, right? Okay. So I hope you got something from this. And those are just reasons I think music education is important. Now, I only touched on five points, but there's so, I mean, I could have gone on to like point number 100, but I picked five things of why I think music education is important to me, but I'd love to hear about why it's important to you. So you can either direct message me on Instagram, it's just at Jessica Peresta, or feel free to email me, or just feel free to just somehow let me know in any other way you can think of. And I cannot wait to talk to you soon and have an amazing week continuing to impact the lives of your students. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I would love for you to review the show and leave a rating on iTunes. To find out more about how I can help you gain momentum in your elementary music teaching career, head to thedomesticmusician.com where you'll find free downloads, courses, the blog, and so much more. Continue teaching music and never doubt the impact you're making each and every day in the lives of your students.